I thought as we started this term today, it would be helpful for us to go back and spend some time looking again at our stated vision as a church and what it means. Uh, like many of you, I took a bit of stock of myself and my life at the beginning of this year uh, and thinking, what is it that I'm hoping this year is going to be like for me? What should I do to make it happen? And of course, many of us made New Year's resolutions and now it's a month in, I'm pretty sure they're all gone, but it was nice for a few weeks uh, uh, to try to do new things. But it's important to think about what we, where we're going and what we're he- where we're headed. Um, as a church, we can do that too. Uh, and as a community, like the church, it has a mission. It's actually helpful for us to remember regularly what it is we're here for. Uh, what's the purpose of a church like St. Mark's in God's plans for the world? And why do we exist? Why are we together? And that's a question that's actually talked a lot about in the New Testament. Uh, as the apostles of Jesus grappled with the mission that he had given them, and started forming these communities of Christians around the world. The questions I ask are really, well, who are we and what are we going to do now that Jesus has given us this mission? So as we launched our vision last year, you might remember we started looking at this letter, First Peter, and to see what it had to say. And I want us to go back to that this morning uh, because the opening passage of this letter, which we just heard, I think is for me a theme statement of our life here as a church at St. Mark's and what God is calling us to be. So in this letter, Peter, the apostle, who's one of Jesus' closest friends, he gives a message to Christian communities uh, throughout the Roman Empire about how they should live as followers of Jesus and what they're supposed to be, who they are, what they should do. And we can read here in this first chapter that he speaks to those Christians as though they have a special or kind of different status within the world wherever they are. And he describes them as exiles, he says. And they're foreigners in the midst of the world in which they live. This is who they are, these exiles, because they've been called into a new type of life out of the way they've been living. And to to form a new community that expresses what Jesus Christ has done and and to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit in their midst, changing them. And these communities, he says, have been shaped by a living hope, which is Jesus. Um, Peter reminds them they've been given a new birth through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and an inheritance from God they're waiting to receive, a promise of a life and blessing to come. And as they experience, he says, the presence of Christ who's alive in their midst, they're experiencing joy and filled with it in an inexpressible way. They're being saved, he says, being transformed by the love of God. And so this means that they are exiles. While they're living in this world, they're not quite at home here. They can only ever be exiles and foreigners in the world in which they live because they're on this way to a destiny or inheritance or plan that God has for them and for the world. And therefore, as he says later in verse 17 of this chapter, he says, well, you should live out your life here in that way, in reverent fear of God, in hope of, in hope for, of him. What is he going to do? Um, and this vision of life, I think, of who we are and what we are to do that Peter gives to the, um, the people he's writing to, it's one that I think is the same for all churches and all Christian communities throughout time and throughout space, uh, throughout history since then. So if we're Christians, you know, we live in the world and we are part of the communities where we're placed by birth or by choice. Uh, but God, in those circumstances, God has made a new way of life available to us. And through Jesus, and he forms a community around that experience of the life of Christ. And that community is the church. That's what the church is. So I think the vision of the church in the Bible is that it's a community that kind of lives alongside 
um, and amongst the rest of the world in which we're placed. In, and in that situation, express the hope of Jesus in a way that transforms our lives. And so when we came to think of our own vision at St Mark's about who we are, we based our vision on this idea too. So we believe that we're called here, as the church was in the time of the apostles, uh, to be a community that lives where we are in this part of the world and expresses in a genuine way here the reality of Jesus Christ, that he's alive and his Holy Spirit is with us. And so we believe that, therefore, we can define our mission in a church in the following way. And um, Jerome very cleverly memorised it to say in his uh, interview, so well done, um, that our mission, we said, is to be an authentic expression of God's transforming presence in Emerald in the Hills. So we believe this is a kind of summary statement of our mission, and it expresses the reality of the church. Who are we? As Christians, we've experienced the saving presence of God through Jesus Christ, and God has brought us together to express that where we are. We're not in the places Peter was talking to. He talks to those people in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. But we're in our own area, so we're here in Emerald, of course, that's in our name as a church, but also really as part of this wider area we're part of. Um, the Hills is our community. Um, particularly this eastern end of the Dandenong Ranges. That's kind of our place as a community and as a church. And that's always been over the years where St Mark's has expressed their mission as a church, our mission as a church. So that's our mission, I think, to be this expression of God's pr pr transforming presence in this community. He's doing something and he's creating a community around him. And so when we talk about our vision, what we mean is, well, based on this, what does the future hold? How do we keep this mission alive in the, in the future in which we can see? And we believe as a leadership and as a church that where we have an opportunity to grow now at St Mark's is, and to learn more as a community is what does it mean to be transformed by Jesus ourselves? To, what does it mean to be the church? Because uh, the church, as I've defined it there, is the visible presence of God in the world. What does it mean to be that? So we believe that our primary task for this next season of our life at St Mark's is to become more fully a community where people can experience the transforming presence of God and so that we can be part of his plan to transform the world through us. So we put it this way, our vision for the next 10 years is to become a community of transformation. And if, it'll be on your newsletter every week so you can see it and be reminded of it. And I'm sure you all know, of course. Um, but, but this is an expression of sort of the heart of our vision and our theme of our life as a church together, it brings together every, everything else we're doing. So, you know, basic facts. God is calling us into a genuine relationship with him uh, through Jesus Christ, and he's calling us on this journey that will lead us into growth and transformation and that will affect people around us. This is why, what it means to be a Christian. But that's something we need to pay attention to, and we believe it's worth giving the next period of our church to learning more about what does that mean, doing some of the difficult and practical things that need to be done to make that happen. And that's our vision for the next um, 10 years until 2028. You can find it described uh, and summarised in this uh, booklet. It's in the foyer if you want to know more about what St Mark's is about. But we've been through this as a church, uh, uh, I think in term three last year, we went through what we thought this was about. But I just want to remind you of some of those things we said that we think God's calling us to do. Because it'll come up again and again this year. So what are these things we think we should do? So we ask, you know, what does it mean to be a community of transformation? What kind of transformation? Well, Jesus was very helpful with his disciples when they asked this kind of question of him. He gave them often very short things to help them understand clearly what does it mean to do what, what, he, what he's saying. So he gave a very simple command to his disciples about how they were supposed to live. And he said, what you are to do, love the Lord your God 
with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. For Jesus, he said, this is, it. this is the only command you need to follow of God. It summarises everything else. And we can hear, I think, three things in there, three, three ways of loving. To love God, to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. And I think those are three areas then which we might be transformed in as a community, three different types of love. And we've used them to guide the goals that we've set for our vision, and that's what it means. So this is not a new way of breaking down the vision of the, ch- of the church. Lots of churches do it this way. Most churches come up with something like this, but we think it's helpful to shape it around these areas. So the first thing is you think about, what does it mean to love God and to learn to be transformed by his love? And we've decided to think of that in terms of how uh, we worship and be transformed through coming to God to worship him. So if you read the goals in our vision, some of them are around this idea of transforming worship. Uh, the church is basically a community who worships together. That's the first thing that we do before anything else because we're a community around God's presence, uh, worshipping Christ together. Um, so that's the first thing we do before we do anything else. So what we th- want to think about is, well, how do we allow the worship that God's calling us to transform us? How do we learn more? What does it mean to worship him? And how can we transform the way we worship as a community in the years to come so that others can do the same? So a lot of our goals in this area are around that. And our new staff members, are one of their roles is to help us fulfil some of those goals. So I'm not going to go through the detail of our plan. Um, we can do that later. But I just want to share the main areas with you. So secondly, we're thinking about this command that Jesus gave to love ourselves. To love ourselves. Now, this seems like a strange thing to ask uh, or to command because most of us sometimes feel we love ourselves too much or some of us do or we think some others do. Um, but of course, we know that Jesus actually linked this command with our command to love others. Uh, love your neighbours as you love yourself. They're part of the same thing and they can't be separated. In practice, I think this is an invitation for us to think seriously, what does it mean to have our life of discipleship as a church, to follow Jesus and how we can show ourselves the care and the development and the growth that we want other people to experience as well through us. How can we grow to maturity? How can we be transforming people? You know, people who are being transformed so that others can be transformed through our um, life with them. Because the truth of the matter is we can't actually give other people things that we don't have ourselves. We, don't share, we can't share something we don't possess. We can't share Christ with our community if Christ is not a living and active presence in our own lives. So we intend, I think, in the next 10 years, we're going to learn together more about how, do we are, how are we truly transformed as Christians in every part of our lives, and there are many ways that we can learn that together. So we're thinking about that, and that's one of our goals. And finally, we're thinking again about, well, how is it that we love our neighbours around us? That's what Jesus commanded us to do. And that's the topic of mission or one of the ways we describe mission. What's going on out there in the world that God is asking us to be part of, to be part of transformation, to find where he's at work and to share his kingdom and his love. And so we're seeking to become a people of transforming mission, you know, being on mission together on the kind of activities that will transform the community around us. And so we've got uh, goals around that area as well. So you can see there's these three areas. These are the kind of the three pillars of our hope to become a community of transformation. And we go, we've got a variety of plans, we've got goals about how those are going to be carried out this year and in the future. And again, you can find more about that if you want to talk about or learn more about it on our vision document. It's in some in the foyer or you go to the website, there's information about that. But today I think it's not so much for me about the detail about it, but I want us to draw again back to our mission as we start the year. So we don't lose track of the heart of where God's leading us. 
Um, because as I hope this is clear, this is really for me about remembering and learning, well, what does it mean to be the church in the first place? Why do we exist in the first place? What does it mean to be part of the church in capital C, God's plan for the world? Um, in the Bible, we read that the world, the world begins in the creation story with a word of creation from God. He says, let there be light. So God, the creator, fills you know, the emptiness, the darkness, the nothingness that is before creation with his light, his beauty and his power. And all this love and goodness flows out from God, we hear. And this makes the world in which we live. It creates it and brings it into being. And that's what creates the world. Um, and the church, I believe, is also an expression of this creative act of God and his power. He's creating a community where we and our world can be transformed into what we're supposed to be, what we were created to be. Let there be light. That's who we are. There are many other things that a local church can do, and many of them we do very well, and St. Mark's has done many things well over the years. So we can be a social organisation where people find friendships and support. We can be a welfare organisation where people's needs are met, which is great. We can be a religious Place. We can be a place where people come and express their beliefs with like-minded people and experience religious uh, worship and all those sorts of things. And we can be a place where people have programs, events and things to take part in to shape our lives together. And all those things are great. But who we are really and who we're called to be is a community that expresses the real presence of God in the world. That's before anything that we do. And everything that we do flows from that. And so this year we want to push forward some of our intentions to live that out. We've got many plans. But as one of the leaders in the church, I often try not to forget that I don't actually really know what God has planned for us. There may be a surprise, you know. <laughs> Ministers don't know very much often what's, what God has planned because Jesus is actually the leader of the church. He's the one with the mission. He's the one with the plan. Um, and he's always been a lot more unconventional than the people who follow him, Jesus. You know, he does things that we find strange. So we have to try and keep up. Um, which is fun. So in the Bible reading we had from uh, 1 Peter, Peter talks about the Old Testament prophets. And he says, you know, even those inspired people who wrote the Old Testament, um, they could not really see what it would mean for Jesus to come into the world. They, had no, they didn't really understand. Um, even angels long to look into these things, he says. So even the spirits who surround the throne of God struggle to understand the depths of God's plan for the world, for the creation and for the church. So let's not feel too bad if we don't understand it either or we find it hard to make plans. But we do try. But I think if we follow Jesus, we'll be very surprised uh, at what God has planned for us in the decade to come as a church. And I hope that we are. So let's pray as we give this year to God and uh, come to him together. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us out of darkness and nothingness into your light and your life. We pray that we would be part of your plan to transform the world through your presence, changing things, making them to be what they should be. We pray that at our church we would be an authentic expression of the presence of Christ in this world, uh, that you would lead us to him to be changed, to grow, to be transformed from what we are into what you plan for us to become. 
we pray we would have our sights set firmly on Jesus and where he leads to know the kind of things that we should do. And we offer to you all our plans, our hopes um, for the future of our church and our community. We pray that you would guide us in the way that you want us to go. I pray that everyone here would be strengthened with a sense of your plan and purpose for our own lives individually in all the places that you've placed us around this area. We pray that you would guide us in the way that we need to go and fill us with your Holy Spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.